How often do we perceive the challenges in front of us to really be opportunities? When faced with obstacles, do you buckle under pressure or do you seize the moment? In this episode, you'll meet Sarah Eady. Sarah is the founder and managing director of The Creative Collective, helping companies build brands and gain more of their fair share of the market. They are a strategic marketing and communications agency helping clients build brand and business. Sarah shares her inspirational story of courage and confidence in the face of a demanding work environment, cancer, other setbacks. Sarah will share how she cultivates courage within herself. She shares specific stories as to how she sees challenges as opportunities and how we can incorporate differing opinions into ultimately the creative process. While we just scratch the surface of many of these topics, we close the conversation with her thought-provoking quotes. The time is now. Enjoy the episode. Subscribe to the podcast on all major platforms. Follow us on Instagram at drivingambition.life. When the history of our times is written, it must record as supremely significant the physical, psychic, and social changes women have undergone. Sarah Eady, welcome to the season finale of the Driving Ambition podcast. Hello. <laughs> this, is, uh, this has been a long time coming. We first met eight, nine years ago, something like that. Gosh. And I'll never forget. Every time I think of you, I think of the first time we met. Uh, it was in a meeting in Toronto. I was at LinkedIn in Canada, of course, and you worked for a commercial real estate company, one of the largest in the world. And the topic of discussion was in and around digital marketing and social media, obviously LinkedIn being a social media company at heart. And what was clear to me and something that I'll never forget with that experience, Sarah, was that you had such command of the room and people really saw you as someone who was credible. And as someone who for me is in sales, I'm always keen to understanding who's who in the room Obviously, you know, you guys had been a, a longtime client at that moment in time, but having uh, kind of surfaced as a new contact, you really were passionate and tenacious in and around your vision. Other people deferred to you in terms of that and for context, and you can speak to this better than I can, but commercial real estate, especially then and still now, was going through a transformation in terms of reallocating budget and strategy from like out of home advertising of its properties and such and branding more to digital as a, as a means to obviously market product services and, and, and properties and, and, and inventory. So, you know, that really stood out to me. We'll, we'll definitely get to your, your background here in a second, but for those who haven't met you or don't know you yet, who is Sarah Eady? Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah. And I'm, ju I'm just thinking back to that time as well. Um, man, so while at that firm um, and eight, nine, 10 years ago, I remember introducing that company to Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and LinkedIn um, <laughs> and particularly LinkedIn from a, a B2B context. And so 
Um, being someone young early on in their career, being the driver of um, social media within an organization and digital transformation was a really exciting thing to be able to do um, and that we continue to do with clients every day. So um, who am I? I am very much an entrepreneurial leader at heart. I love the ability to grow businesses and brands. My background is in marketing and communications as well as business development. I love taking companies to the next level. I love solving complex problems creatively, strategically. Um, in 2016, I left the corporate world and began my own business, founding an agency based in Toronto called The Creative Collective. Um, so yeah, it's a little bit about my professional background. I love it. And you know that really speaks to the central theme here, which is in and around taking risks, being brave. And, you know, I spoke to that at a very tactical level in terms of, you know, our first time meeting in a, in a professional setting. And the fact that you then started your own business was like, Hey, you know, that's, that's certainly not surprising. Um, but I think there's a lot that we can kind of learn from in terms of your mentality, your attitude, your experience. And so in terms of this business, share with the listeners just a little bit with regards to what the creative collective entails and, and what type of value you guys bring to your clients. Yeah. So um, we like to call ourselves brand accelerators because we mix strategy, content, PR and design together um, and build brands with purpose. So leading marketing and communications divisions at large global companies I was working with creative agencies every day. Um, we were procuring PR agencies and creative agencies, video agencies, and saw the need for a full service team that took both the skill sets and mindset of someone like a VP of marketing or a CMO, um, delivering business strategy and a strategic marketing and communications plan mixed with the creativity and campaign support an agency could deliver on. Um, it's great if you can create an impactful brand video, but how does that tie into your overall marketing and strategic direction? So something we like to tell our clients is that a design agency can develop a logo for you, but a marketing and communications agency like ours can build you the whole marketing plan. Um, so this was something agencies really missed the mark on when working within the commercial real estate space, something I've worked in now for about 15 years. So um, it wasn't just commercial real estate too that we found needed our help in, in beginning the agency. Okay. Some clients that we work with today come from a variety of backgrounds, from professional services, we're working in retail, food, fashion, design, manufacturing, nonprofit, and even a client in executive coaching. So um, this was really a jumping off point for me who had been in real estate development and residential real estate and lost in commercial real estate. So now I had the benefit of working with all these different kinds of businesses who at the end of the day um, 
all have the same marketing communications and brand challenges. Um, and we're, we're really tasked with helping support create the roadmap forward. Love it. And, you know, let's come back to that. I, I do want to get us into how you got to this point. And I think one of those keys that really stood out to me with you was in and around your bravery. And when I take us back to that initial meeting and any of our interactions, especially when you start your own business, it certainly takes an element of bravery. It takes some risk-taking elements to it. And so we're just kind of curious in terms of bravery, how do you cultivate this and how do you cultivate bravery within yourself and specifically, you know, coming up and speaking up to your ideas? Where does all of that come from? Yeah. So, um, thinking about this question, I've long studied leaders that I've admired, some that I didn't connect well with, um, those that I thought were effective, taking and observing the skills that made them great leaders and visionaries. Um, Also, I love building teams and things, um, creative campaigns, new brands, launching a PR initiative or developing a company's social media presence like we talked about. Um, So within companies, I found myself building departments and new areas of marketing and communications. This meant moving up the ranks quickly and early on in my career. I was promoted and given more responsibilities. Um, And it's no surprise that this led me to build my own company. So for me, bravery is about taking leaps of faith and sharing your ideas with the world because you're called to do so and your gut tells you that you need to be. So for me, my sense of purpose is helping guide others in the area of marketing, PR and brand. Um, I love looking at areas of opportunity within a company and helping identify what we can do better, how we can help support that entrepreneur looking to grow their business or a well-established company take things to the next level. Um, I remember in my early 20s at one of my first jobs, um, a few months into that role, my boss left. And I'd only worked at the company for a few months, was just beginning my career. Mm -hmm. And my team was kind of like, man, what just happened? Our boss left. Like, okay, what do we do? And I had this vision of where we needed to go and what we needed to do. I was eager, I was willing and hungry to get started in my career. So I created a department plan. Um, I drafted a a deck and presentation and called a meeting with not my boss, but my director Um, who I was now reporting into and proposed how I could step in to lead the department. Um, I'm like early mid twenties at this point. Um, From there, I went on to hire more staff, execute on our department plans and manage a team. What was I thinking then? Um, I think that's surely one of my most courageous moments from a career perspective. So my courage and bravery comes from confidence within myself 
a belief that I can do things well, a belief that I'm capable of big things mm -hmm. and a risk-taking attitude to explore new ideas. In that example of my first management role, it was the courage, confidence, and bravery to put my hand up, to speak up and ask for more responsibility at, the, at that time. Um, so if you ask me, where did I learn and grow these skills? It's by working with great people around me. Um, in some of my first roles in business, I remember my first internship, um, I worked alongside VP of marketing and CEO and CFO, and I had access to those people. Mm -hmm. um, as a young person, I studied those people, I observed them and I admired them. Um, today, they're other leaders and consultants, business owners. They're friends and family who run companies that I respect and admire. Um, the other big thing for me, I, I've had the privilege as a young person to work with executive coaches and mentors throughout my career. Um, as a young person, this was invaluable in helping define who I am, who I want to be, where I want to go, and where I want to spend my time. That's so inspiring. And I think such a great example, especially now with regards to many changes, rising unemployment, but also in the corporate world, there's a lot of, you know, careers aren't uh, like, like, for example, uh, like our parents where, you know, you're at the same company for like 37, 40 years, you know, there are, are many changes, businesses moving fast, people are, are looking to adapt, businesses looking to adapt. I do want to touch on that story that you shared in terms of your manager leaving and then you, you know, going to your director and then providing your, you know, perspective and vision. You know, how was that? I was just curious. How was that received? Um, it was received well because I think in companies when people leave um, and organizational structure is turned upside down, leaders are looking for ideas. They're looking for people to step up, to take, um, to, to take on more responsibility. They're great companies um, will promote people within the organization that have great ideas and willingness to do more and take on more. So um, they saw my vigor and excitement and passion and vision of where I wanted to go um, and took a chance on me. I love it. I'm, I'm not surprised. You know, I think most people in that situation, like you said, your, your peers were, you know, kind of stunned and, and, you know, you definitely saw that as an opportunity was kind of curious to hear what your thought process was just in that moment because, you know, many, I know I would, uh, many would have some sort of like self-talk or if you go to uh, someone that you trust, they might kind of dissuade you. What was that kind of internal conversation or what might have other people said, you know, as you were leading up to booking that meeting and kind of walking through your presentation? Yeah, so I remember going to my brother. He's oh, there you a, go. <laughs> my brother's older than me. Yeah. Um, and sharing the idea with him. And he said, and he was more senior than me at the time in a 
corporate environment and worked at a big, huge organization as well um, and said, go for it. So what do you have to lose? Not getting it? Okay, you're in the same position you're in today. So for me, I think it is important to, um, your tribe has a lot to do with uh, the, the self-talk or the supports around you that are either cheering you on or not cheering you on. So in that case, that was a, a cheering me on moment and kind of propelled me forward to then have that conversation. But I, I think it goes to that risk-taking mentality. I'm very much a risk taker. Um, and for me weighing that, what's the worst thing that could happen out of this? I'm in the same role that I was in three months ago. Mm. That's such a good framework in, in the way in which you position that around failure, the inherent feel of uh, fear of failure, I think is, um, it really does put things into perspective. And so I guess with your, you know, risk taking, quote unquote, attitude, so to speak, uh, in the corporate world, how have you handled um, those that might have been, um, quote unquote, in opposition of your other ideas or opinions, and perspectives? How have you kind of handled that or, or managed through that? Yeah, I think that that comes with maturity and it comes with experience. Um, when I was younger, I took criticism and conflict in business as something really difficult to manage. And I think this is common with young people as they gain experience in, in a work setting. Um, I took things personally. I had very thin skin at times. However, I worked in very... Um, type A, hyper-masculine work environments. And some of the work cultures I was exposed to bred competition and not that positive kind that made everyone better, where teams support each other, where you're winning together um, and encouraging one another. At times things felt very divisive and siloed. Um, so my experiences also felt toxic and unsupportive at times. So Today, I approach things differently. I'm also, I've been working a lot longer. I've gained more maturity from that perspective. Um, as a leader, I foster a culture of collaboration and community because those are things I didn't always surround myself with, but know I need today. Um, opposing opinions and perspectives shed light on a person's position, either their unique viewpoints, perhaps their inherent biases or their preconceived notions. Um, they often reflect people's fears, not wanting to try or do something, their needs, their aspirations or resistance. So understanding where people are coming from and their positions on, a, on any given thing often shines a light on opposing opinion. So getting to the root of this, I think is brings clarity. Um, and often in the creative process, because let's face this, face it in an agency environment, um, we're creating brand campaigns, we're creating social media campaigns, videos, uh, PR launch, we're creating marketing strategy for the year with clients. So there are opposing opinions. Right. And unique viewpoints. And that's a good thing. So listening to others is the basis for our growth as we all become more enlightened, aware, and understanding 
of each other. Yeah, this definitely resonates. And I think back to when I was younger in my career and even, you know, those that are younger than us uh, or perhaps a little bit more junior, so to speak, and people that I mentor, you know, there's definitely that need for validation. And as you're trying to build your confidence and um, gain more success, more credibility, that, you know, there's a lot of inherent self-talk or there are aspects where, you know, someone's opposing opinion, you, uh, yeah, to your point, you'll, you'll definitely take personally. And I, you, I remember being in perhaps more um, divisive or toxic environments similarly. And, you know, me taking those types of um, uh, opinions that might be uh, different uh, kind of to heart. And, you know, now I think back and it's interesting. It's like, well, no, that <laughs> to your point, you know, those opinions should be embraced and, and um, certainly there's a lot of strength and confidence in being objective. So, you know what, uh, thank you for taking me down memory lane. And I think for you, <laughs> you know, your, your story should definitely resonate with a lot of, a lot of listeners. Um, all right. So here we are, you know, we have kind of come through, uh, this experience and we've, you know, conveyed and are truly kind of uh, clear in terms of our purpose and as much as possible. And, you know, we've kind of come towards understanding how, you know, what our risk tolerance is and we're brave. We have that conviction in around our vision and, and our, and our ideas and perspectives, which all of that takes a lot. So, and I definitely admire that, um, certainly about you and, and anyone who's able to gain that level of clarity. So, all right, you, we've, we've, we've left the meeting, we've left a, a series of meetings or what have you, we've shared some ideas. Um, in your experience, in what ways have you kind of talked the talk and not just talk the talk, but walk the walk? How have you backed up your words with action? Yeah. So, um, when we were talking about our chat today, you were sharing words like courageous, risk-taking, tenacious, resilient. Um, those are big words with a lot of weight to them, but they're also words that I relate to and really connect with in my personal and professional life. People have said these words about me and it's, um, it's kind and it's telling of some of my uh, past and my future now. So from a, from a perspective of courageous, I have taken big leaps of faith in my career, uh, particularly in 2016, founding and launching the Creative Collective. Um, I did this shortly after a longtime mentor of mine passed away. We'd planned to grow an agency together. However, after his sudden death, I was at this crossroads forced to make a decision about what I would do. Um, I'd left a big global brand running marketing and communications and could have gone back to my corporate career. Um, but, and just say it wasn't in the cards, this happened. It was tragic and it just wasn't meant to be, but I didn't, I had paying clients I had the faith that this could work out. And I had this little voice in my head saying, just keep going. 
So risk taking was the other that you shared through. Um, This is something that I resonate with because I've spoken up throughout my career and from a professional perspective, I'm not scared to share ideas. Um, I remember back to early on in my career being that um, young female in the room too and and was very much an outlier. Um, But something within me was telling me, speak up, share ideas. Um, shared these new bold initiatives within an industry that perhaps was not yet innovating at the time. Um, And this allowed me to advance and grow and take on more responsibility, teams and experiences. Um, It allowed my promotion, mentoring with senior leadership at times and being groomed to be a senior leader within organizations. Um, I took risks corporately and I've also taken risks in my business today, growing business, working with pitching bigger brands that I might not have thought we'd be working in in new categories, Um, food, fashion, things I I love from a personal perspective and now get to work with Um, and diversifying the kinds of campaigns and, and services we offer. Um, do you want me to go into the other tenacious and resilient? A hundred percent. Yeah. 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 Those are, those are to me, those are authentic to your brand. And I think a lot of, uh, our listeners would benefit from your perspective and, and your background on it. Sure. So, um, tenacious is something I definitely connect with and, um, I've absolutely learned from my mother um, I've faced setbacks, both big and small in my work and my home life. Um, my mother is a single mother. And so with that, I looked to her and saw the need and, and, um, ability to pick herself up like me. I pick myself up, I dust myself off and keep going. Um, sometimes in my life that's meant taking a break, refocusing myself, traveling, um, leaning on the advice and support from others to guide me forward. So tenacious absolutely is something that um, I've learned from my mom and I've carried on in my life. That's great. Yeah. Shout out to your mom. Shout out to all moms for sure. Uh, Mine as well. But yeah. Exactly. Um, And resiliency. So uh, a curveball of all curveballs was thrown in my direction in 2015. Um, I was 30 at the time and was diagnosed with cancer months before I was planned to get married. Um, I hadn't felt well, although was crossfitting and training and arguably some would say was in the best shape of my life but I knew that something was wrong um, and I went to my GP. So um, I was diagnosed with thyroid cancer. It's one of the fastest growing cancers in the 18 to 35 year old segment um, and most prominent in women. So surprise was an understatement. I was 30. I was getting married. I had a great career. My life was 
um, transforming and this happened. And although I wouldn't wish the experience on anyone, it absolutely changed me. It made me more resilient, uh, more introspective, definitely aware of my own mortality um, and appreciative of my own health and happy and, and truly appreciative of the supports around me to get through it. Um, through it, I, I sought out Thyroid Cancer Canada and today sit on the board of directors and steer its direction across Canada informing others when faced with a diagnosis. It's something connecting me to that community. It also um, my first board experience. Wow. And yet another example of you, you know, overcoming a challenge and not even just overcoming a challenge, but in this regard, uh, seeing it as an opportunity and capitalizing on it. So I guess like, how did you go about, um, you know, reaching out to the thyroid cancer of Canada, uh, to the, sorry, to the board of thyroid cancer Canada. And, and how did you kind of seek that opportunity? Yeah. It, um, I think diagnoses like cancer and, and any illness kind of, um, really teach you about control and things you can control in life and things you absolutely have no control of. Um, and so what I knew I could control is my reaction to it and how I was informed and what I knew about the road ahead of me. So I went online and sought out, I didn't even know what a thyroid was before this. Right. Um, so I sought out the, um, the organization, started talking with those that ran the organization and said, look, the, the board at that time was made up of people well beyond 18 to 35 year olds. Um, and I said that you guys need someone on the board that's representative of the patient journey. Um, and that same year that I was going through my cancer diagnosis, I joined the board. Um, so reflective of kind of who's faced with this um, diagnosis every day and helping drive what we were doing from a marketing and communications perspective. Wow. Yeah, that really does speak to your resiliency. I, uh, definitely admire that. I think uh, this year, especially with the pandemic and, um, you know, a lot of people with quote unquote canceled weddings and all of that, you know, you've you know, kind of face this head on before anyone. Um, and I'm not talking about a pandemic, but, um, you know, being diagnosed, uh, with cancer, um, and, and overcoming it is, uh, and then building your business all the while, like just, uh, so remarkable. What do you have in terms of advice for those that are a little bit more risk averse? Um, so one of my most favorite, favorite quotes on this topic is direction is more important than speed because if you have a sense and vision of where you want to go and at least are taking that first or second step, you're moving. It doesn't matter how fast you're going and how quickly you're checking off those boxes, you're moving. 
Um, because sometimes people get caught up in this analysis paralysis as they weigh out every single option, everything that can go wrong, um, and just as a result, do nothing and procrastinate. So my advice to those who are more risk averse is to think what's the worst thing that could happen in this scenario if I happen to take a chance on this? Mm. What do I have to lose in trying something out? And can I dip my toe in the water and test something out before fully jumping in? So if this is the person looking to change career directions or start a new project, can you try this out somehow? Um, can you do it part-time? Can you try it as a side hustle first? Can you talk to people that are currently in this line of work? Um, and can you just try it out and go back to what you were doing before if all else fails? Mm. Yeah, such good reflective questions. I, I definitely will include those in the show notes. If I can add one to what you just said um, in and around what is the worst thing that could happen if I take a chance on this? The other question that we should all be posing ourselves as well is like, what's the worst thing that could happen if I don't take a chance on this? Totally. Um, so what is the cost of status quo or what's the opportunity cost of not taking a chance? So completely spot on. Um, Sarah, what's next for you? What's what's next for Sarah Edie? Oi. Um, <laughs> <laughs> lots. Um, so in business, I think of myself part strategic consultant, part marketing coach, part creative, um, running an agency and growing our team, growing the brands that we're working with and um, growing the creative collective. That's absolutely what's next for Sarah Edie. From a professional perspective um, and a skill set perspective, I'm constantly learning. I um, feel like I'm at my best when I'm working with people that are smarter and wiser and more talented than me. And um, part of that is, is coaching and leadership development and professional development. So that is definitely something I will continue with. And um, as I age and grow and life goes on, I think the refinement of my purpose and vision and who I am and what I want to do will continue to evolve. So spending time in that area will be a really important piece for me. Mm -hmm. Um from a community perspective, I support the advancement of women in business. I support women's causes and gender equity and give my time to cancer-based organizations like Thyroid Cancer Canada. So more um, time in those spaces will be something that, I, that I'm focused on. More board work is very... Um, rewarding you're you're building these organizations and steering these organizations so um, aligning myself with the the likes of canadian women's foundation and um, thyroid cancer canada would be too near and dear um, and outside of work it's it's having adventures with my little guy eli and traveling in creative ways Thanks to COVID. Um, COVID yeah. 
and uh, spending time snowboarding on the mountain or stand up paddleboarding. It's incredible how much you can juggle. I think definitely speaks to your entre and entrepreneurialism and spirit. How can people best find you? They can find me on LinkedIn at Sarah Eady, on Instagram at the dot creative collective, or on our website at creative dash collective dot ca. Awesome. I definitely recommend people uh, check this out. Your content is incredible. Everything is so clean, even in your documentation. Uh, very, very professional and um, of the highest quality. Very simple. So what does the word ambition mean to you, Sarah? To me, it's the drive to be and do better. <laughs> great way, great way to uh, leave off. Also fitting because of the name driving ambition. So I appreciate, I appreciate using I that verb. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, it's been an absolute pleasure. Um, I, I'm thankful that you had the continued courage to do everything that you've done. Uh, and we can all learn from that. Your story is absolutely incredible. And thank you for blessing us on the uh, Driving Ambition podcast, Sarah. Thank you for inviting me to the season finale. I'm excited to see what's next.